freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 320 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com your nationwide premier firearms auction where you set the price on firearms ammo and accessories I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Arizona Stands Up, and our guest is Teresa Catherine. Teresa is a co-founder of Arizona Stands Up, a grassroots nonprofit which was formed due to the unconstitutional lockdowns and mandates issued by the government in light of COVID-19. Teresa is also a Second Amendment advocate, certified firearms instructor, and enjoys competing in the shooting sports. And she is a firm believer that individual liberty should always come first. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we've already covered everything. She said, said <laughs> yeah. liberty always first. We're done. Yep. Done. First there to say. <laughs> Fantastic. And I think that you and I first met uh, because of the DC Project, which is a Second Amendment, you know, women for gun rights organization here in Arizona. Yes. Uh, well, it's a national uh, organization, but the Arizona chapter. Am I remembering that right? You are. You are. Um, my, my whole goal was to, you know, I moved from uh, Illinois to Arizona about a year ago, and it was just to come out here and get more involved in the Second Amendment advocacy. And um, I joined uh, the DC project. And um, unfortunately, everything with uh, COVID kind of had me putting all my Second Amendment advocacy, to not not completely to the side, because I, I pop in and then I always watch your, your videos after uh, your Zoom meetings are done. And so you'll, you'll always see the delayed reactions or comments coming from me, but... Um, yeah, everything with COVID kind of puts all of that um, to the background just a little bit. Um, but that's that was one of my first um, endeavors here in getting to Arizona was I wanted to stay on top of everything um, Second Amendment wise and uh, COVID threw a wrench in it. Absolutely. As in everything, COVID threw a wrench yes. in everything. And you know what? It always strikes me that people that have lived in uh, states or countries where they've already lived without uh, having access to all of their God-given rights, they come to Arizona, and those are the people that really dive in and really, uh, you know, do what they can to preserve and expand liberties here. And so, you know, you mentioned you came from Illinois. You're involved in you know, Second Amendment stuff with the DC project. And now is this Arizona stands up, which mm -hmm. I think is kind of an umbrella, you know, let's look at all of our liberties and, and try to recapture them. 
but you tell us what, what this group is all about. Well, this, um, as I said before, was born out of COVID and it, you know, coming to Arizona, I was a little bit shocked at um, everybody complying with everything going on, you know, and, and the gun rights world, uh, we will not comply is a, is a huge, huge deal <laughs> when it comes to infringing on our rights. So um, coming here and seeing everything that was going on and thinking I was moving to a freer state, which I will give Arizona a lot of credit. It's a lot freer than the People's Republic of Illinois. Um, <laughs> but I just, it was discouraging seeing what, what was happening in terms of medical freedom and just the stomping on our rights. And um, the sneaky ways that the government was going about, you know, attacking the Second Amendment, um, whether it's, you know, the shutting down uh, all of the, the workers that aren't deemed essential and, you know, causing all the, the problems with um, ammo issues and uh, just everyone picking and choosing who's essential and who's not and just seeing the destruction of um, our, our, our businesses here and, um, and the kids and just our rights in general, like all of them, they were being attacked, every single one of them. So that, that was scary to see how many people in the name of a virus were willing to just give it all up. You know, um, we, we believe that, you know, it's, it's not the government's job to keep us safe. Same thing with firearms. It's, it's, it's not their job to, to determine who, you know, who gets to have a gun and, and who doesn't as far as, you know, making it impossible um, as it was the, the errors and everything in Illinois with trying to um, even purchase a firearm, you know, um, it's, it's not their job. It's not their role to, to make those decisions and just seeing everything happen the way it did and seeing a lot of people here in Arizona complying and, the, and like I said, the destruction of businesses uh, had me seeking out. Um, someone has to be doing something. Someone's doing something somewhere. And that's how I came across um, my co-founder, Julie. And um, we started talking and looking and searching together and studying the Arizona state constitution. And uh, we decided, I, I guess it's going to have to be us. We're going to have to try to look to figure out what could we do to help Arizonans um, get their freedoms back. So that's that's how we started. And it just, everything snowballed pretty quickly, which that's usually how everything happens to me in my life. Um, it just, it went so fast. And um, we're, we're, it's, we're excited to be doing what we're doing and uh, especially to be getting information out to the public that um, isn't doesn't seem like it's readily available, um, depending on what side has control over who gets to hear what. Mm -hmm. Well, when you moved here, uh, Teresa from uh, Illinois, you didn't know that we were this kind of state that complies to the government. Well, I want to tell you, we didn't know it either. I know, right? Uh, being Arizonans, and your 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 program, Arizona stands up is going to wake up a lot of people and realize that's not just the only rights that we've lost. They, you take 90% of the laws that are on the books are a violation of our rights. Yeah. 
Yes. And and with this mass thing, it probably is the best thing that could happen because it it's awoken the monster. We're going to fight. <laughs> and when people like you, I mean, you, you just came here a year ago and you're willing to stand up for Arizona. What about all the residents that's lived here all their life? Right, it's time right. for them to stand up too. And that's our hope is, is to, to wake people up. I've, I've, it's been a process for me in my um, waking up. Um, I, I was actually anti-gun almost all my life and it was just out of ignorance. You know, my parents never really talked about it. They weren't like for or against. It just wasn't something we talked about. So um, I had, you know, years ago, um, just kind of, just a, a moment of, hey, just look into it, look into it and see what, what can it hurt. And that's when the ball started rolling for me down that path. So um, it's, it, that's our, our goal and our hope is to help wake up Arizonans and say, you know, it's time to pay attention now. Enough time has gone by where it's, it's, it's time to get involved because we, it's our fault that we got here because we were all too comfortable and being complacent yeah. and always had something else to do. So um, now we don't, we don't have that anymore. Yeah. You don't know what you have until it's gone, but yeah, what, so what made you say, well, maybe I should look into the guns again. Did you have an event that happened or did you just, just wake up one morning and said, I think I want to try this. Well, um, it was interesting because it was a trip out here. Um, my sister moved out here probably about 12 or 13 years ago. And um, my husband and I, we came out to visit and they talked me into going up in, you know, the mountains or whatever to go shooting. So normally I'm always just like, no, I don't want nothing to do with that. No guns allowed around me. I mean, I wasn't mom's demand action level. Like no one should have a gun. I just didn't want them around me or in my house. I didn't care if other people own them as long as I wasn't around them. Now, little that I know about concealed carry and, you know, there's a lot of people that do have guns <laughs> that are probably around you and you just don't know it. So that one time that I agreed, I said, okay, fine, I'll give in. Um, and I fell in love with it. And um, I was still scared though, because I didn't know anything about it. It was, um, I didn't know, I, you know, I was just handed the gun. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I, you know, I didn't know how to load it and, and rack back. So I didn't know any of that. So um, I wanted to go back home to Illinois and take some classes and do it the right way. And um, a little bit of time went by because it wasn't important at that time. And I put it to the side. And then I think it was like, mm, gosh, 2017, where um, the opportunity came up for me to go with a friend to get my concealed carry license. So um, that's when everything really snowballed for me. And I, I started a chapter of the well-armed woman out there in Illinois. It just, I was like, awesome. that's how things always go. It's just yep. fast. And <laughs> I just jump in and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. If yes. you could just teach that other people how to break free from the guns are bad, guns are evil yes. and just give them a chance. It's, you can find that way to do that because guns are, are fun and they're, you know, they, help with being a responsible citizen absolutely, absolutely. save lives save lives yeah part of life-saving yeah. events every day yeah absolutely well, thank and you for that. that killed me was that all of the people who are like oh we need laws for this and that and when i started really digging in i'm like wait a second we already have laws for that what are you talking about so it's it's that kind of ignorance and a lot of people just believe what's told to them 
um, it, it, whatever they hear off the TV. And I was one of them. I was one, I'm willing to admit it. And that was a hard lesson learned. And, and now here we are again. Um, same deal, same issue. Um, people are just listening to what their TV tells them and, and whoever the media selectively puts in front of their face, um, that's where they're getting their information from rather than looking into it. Look yeah. behind everything that's going on with COVID. I'm not sure if you can hear my puppy is whining in the background. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he's just, he's okay. like, Louis, <laughs> come here puppy, lay down. Yeah, invite him in, he's good. Yeah, we have kitty cats jump on the backs of chairs and we, we have all kinds of pet guests uh -huh. on the show but so your journey your your uh you know when you decided to to think about it again came mm -hmm. from an, a positive experience of someone taking you out for a safe yes. and fun time at the shooting range we hear that story so often mm -hmm. it's kind of like our secret weapon um you know here on the firearms uh you know pro firearms pro mm -hmm. second amendment uh, side of the the debate you know all we have to do is invite somebody out to the range and we've got a convert I mean 99 exactly. of the time if we've done it well and give them right. a safe and fun opportunity uh, it's out the there. knowledge that's yeah. knowledge is powerful and I mean that can change minds and, and it certainly changed mine and I'm hoping this is something um, with us, with the new initiatives that we've we've started with Arizona Stands Up, and and I and with that, you know, they know that I'm. All of our volunteers know that I am a firearms instructor and that I am a, a Second Amendment advocate. So we talk about that, and and I'm always telling them about, you know, it, pay attention to what's going on with that because. Um, if we don't have our firearms to defend ourselves, then you know we're going to be in in quite a pickle. So. Yeah. Um, we it, it's everything it's all of our rights they're all important and and the second amendment you know especially that's our way to defend against not just people who are trying to come in and harm us but um you know robbers or whatever but it's it's tyranny that that was the whole purpose of it and um making sure everyone understands that the importance of that and mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people are starting to have those light bulb moments where it's like huh okay, this makes sense. So um, it's, it's, again, it's that getting that, that information out to the public. That's the goal. Well, they say that could never happen. Tyranny could never happen. But let's look back 20 years ago. If anybody in anywhere would have said in 20 years, they're going to make it where you can't walk into a business. They're going to shut your you know, business, gonna shut down. Your business down. We say, oh, that could not happen. There's exactly. no way. And, and so, if they tried, yeah. we wouldn't comply. We wouldn't yep. do it. And, you know, what it does is causes, what? it causes mm -hmm. politicians to become rulers and that's addicting to them, to yes. some politicians to, to have an opportunity to control and rule. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very scary. And the gun rights is, is a key to that, to make sure that we don't end up like that. Right. Right. So you they always think it's not going to happen until it does. Yeah. Exactly. You were talking about some initiatives that Arizona Stands Up are launching this month. We are sitting in the studio on Monday, June 7th of 2021. And so by the time this is aired, these are going to be in full force uh, yes. during this month. So talk to us about the, what these initiatives are. 
Well, um, we've got a handful that we're working on, but a couple are still, you know, we're still tweaking them. But the ones that I can talk about that we're rolling out and we're in the process of rolling them out is uh, the Medical Freedom Alliance. Um, and we've got our Freedom Town Hall and um, the Freedom Papers. So I'll start with the Medical Freedom Alliance. Um, we're all aware about uh, of cens censorship here in, in America. And I mean, this is worldwide too. It's not just our country. And um, the information that is not getting out to the public, um, especially when it comes to COVID and the, the data and the facts and the other side, the arguments um, of what, what's going on behind the scenes. Um, we're just, it's really hard. You really have to want to know what's going on to find it. Otherwise, what's put in, in our faces is just whatever the media or our government wants you to see. Mm -hmm. So we have all these doctors and scientists and, and um, just all these different experts out there speaking out against what's going on. And they're, and they're giving out alternative treatments and and all of this information is being suppressed. So censorship seems to be like the, uh, the key here is, is with these three um, initiatives that, that we've uh, come up with. And our goal is to get all of these um, doctors and this information out to the public without um, using social media, because that's... It, it's pointless, you know, I mean, we still try, we're still gonna put it out there and see what happens. But um, if we create some kind of panel where people can listen to the other side of the argument and not just the science that, you know, certain people want you to hear, um, that would start changing minds and, and raising red flags. And um, we've got, uh, an event coming up and this kind of, this ties in with the Freedom Town Hall where we're gonna use that as an outlet to get these doctors um, and experts in front of people so that they can talk about it and we can get them the information and we can say, hey, there are other remedies. And I know that um, uh, hydroxychloroquine is being demonized and, you know, and, and, and the way that they are vilifying these doctors who are speaking out and saying, you know, talking about the survival rate and everything else that you could do to help um, to maintain and keep you healthy. Um, we want that information to get out of, to the public because I don't know how many times I've seen people um, when we talk about it, they're like, huh? And it's like, do you do you look into it? And honestly, a lot of people don't. They just take whatever is being told to them as gospel, and that's good enough for me. Well, if, if Fauci says it, it's good enough for me. And we've all, I'm sure we all know about, you know, the, the CDC emails or, or Fauci emails, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, with that all, with the FOIA request and that being exposed to the public, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I would hope that people are really starting to wake up and, and connect the dots with that as well. Mm -hmm. But we want to get this information out to the public so that we can bring back informed consent because mm -hmm. it's not there. It is not there. How with people taking the vaccines, like no one, I didn't know what VAERS was. I had no idea what that was um, a couple of years ago until 
Um, someone brought it up. I can't remember. This was probably a couple of years ago, but I really learned more about it this past, you know, starting in 2020. I'm like, what is that? And knowing that um, doctors are required to report to that, that is our government system that we use to report vaccine injury. And the amount of injuries and deaths from this COVID vaccine alone that has skyrocketed, they're not sharing this with people when they're getting this vaccine. And it's like, People need to know what they're getting themselves into, whether or not you decide to do it. Hey, I'm all about medical freedom. And if that means you want to go for it, then go for it. But they should be giving all of the information, yes. all of it to the person taking it. And um, it, it appears that that is not happening. I don't know how many times I've seen interviews with people who've been injured and they're saying that we weren't told this. We were told, you know, oh, we'll get sick and we'll feel like we have the flu and that that's just, that means it's working. I mean, what other vaccine have, have we ever had that with where if you feel sick and you get work, that's usually a bad thing. So now all of a sudden, no, oh, it's a good thing. It means it's working. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So the, the Medical Freedom Alliance, like we, we just want to get this panel out. And our, our, our first one is going to be, I believe it's June 17th. And it's going to be a panel of uh, doctors and, and other people in the health uh, field where it's going to be a question and answer where people can come and uh, learn about what, you know, ask the questions. What questions do you have that aren't being answered um, by the experts that are put in front of our faces. Patricia, they, they started this COVID thing with so many uh, things that we needed to do to protect ourselves. And then they realized that we didn't need to do all these things, but they were so buried in it that they couldn't back out, right. would make them look like fools. So then they get the news media and everybody else to lie. They exaggerate about how, the, how many people uh, died from that. I just read an article from Fox, which is a fairly reasonable news media said that 30, 25% of the COVID deaths that happened in a county in California were not COVID related. And so you take about all this stuff and they just want the fear. And so by saying that you take the vaccine, that there is a chance that you could die from it or get sick Mm -hmm. from it is fear again. And they're just covering everything up. And it's, it's like a kid that's told a lie. They're just going to keep lying until you beat it out of them. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. We are not inciting violence. No, you know, oh, good like, Lord. Goodness. That's the last thing we need, right? Probably um, going to get fear. that censored, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fear is a powerful tool and, and look at, look at the bullying and everything that's going on now. Like, what are we teaching our kids with this peer pressure? Um, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, wear your mask. You're going to kill grandma. All these things that we're telling our children. And, and I've done, I don't even know how many hours of research on these masks and they're, they're dangerous for kids. Yeah. They should not have them on their faces yeah. for, you know, they said anything over two hours, I believe. And I think, I believe we have this on our website um, where if a child wears a mask for over two hours, um, that can bring about permanent uh, brain damage. There's different things because of, of your breathing, rebreathing your toxins and everything. And it's mm-hmm. just, 
you know what's on that mask. I mean, think yeah. about it. You know, all your, your hot breath and everything, the moist, right. everything that's brewing on there. It's like, you want to keep touching it. The kids that? are right. touching their masks. Right. It's, it, they're disgusting. Right. I mean, Absolutely. let's just call them what they well, are. I got, I, I didn't wear a mask at all. And then about December, they told me, no, you're going to have to wear a mask if you want to come in the stores. And so finally I complied and I wore a mask and I got COVID uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And, um, I tell you that I, Merry I Christmas. it's a joke. Right. It's a COVID. Joke. Because you know, you watch people. It's a little worse masks. than coal. You watch people no. constantly doing this. They're constantly right. doing this. And then, you know, they take their mask off and then they touch their mouth or whatever. Yep. It's it's a joke. And and I do agree with you that when you're breathing your own oxygen back in, uh -huh. that you're putting back stuff that it's kicking out. Right. I'm not we're I'm meant not, to breathe not a doctor. Really? I don't play one. Right. Right. It's, 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 we aren't, we aren't meant to have that restricted breathing. And, and a lot of people like to, Oh, what about doctors? They wear them all the time. No, they don't. Surgeons do when they're in the operating room and the amount of uh, like that sterile environment. And like, people love to just throw out that argument about the, the surgeons they wear all day, every day. No, they don't. It's for a short amount of time in the operating room. And my husband uh, was a union pipe fitter and he always worked in the hospital. So he was always involved in running the gas lines and the pipes to those rooms that increase oxygen because of the masks. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's much more sterile. And even right. then, there's a time limit that the surgeon who is, cannot touch that mask has to swap out and get a new mask on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they don't stop and think about that. They're like, mm -hmm. they're, since when? I don't know how many years I've gone to the doctor with the flu and nobody wore masks. Right. No one did. And, right. and, and if you had like, if you were obviously hacking up a lung or something, and sometimes I would see them out and people had the option to put it on their face, mm -hmm. but it never, never have we, have we've done this before. Mm -hmm. You're right. I, I would think that with the mask wearing that increases your chances of getting COVID or some other virus because of the touching and the adjusting. And it's not, right. we're not in a sterile environment. Laying them on the tables yes. in the restaurant is just disgusting. It is. Hang them on your car, your your rear view mirror. They ah. fall on the floor. Let me just put that back no. on. And the, key, yeah. and the key is, like you said, if people just realize that the doctors are in a sterile environment in the first place, mm -hmm. so yes. they're not breathing back in that bad, bad stuff. Well, I mean, so. they are absolutely. Anyway, no, I, we could talk about that forever oh, because yeah. it, it is a, a really disgusting thing. And then that, the idea of your, your freedom town hall, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, because whenever, uh, have we experienced at least to this degree, maybe there are things that, that drifted past us that we didn't notice, but this, um, this refusal, this censorship, this blocking off of counter information or when I was in uh, college and, you know, taking statistics classes and, and doing experiments, uh, you know, in, in biology classes and chemistry and all these kinds of things, we were always told to, to look at the alternative hypothesis. Don't get so locked on one idea that you can't put it on its head and consider uh, all the things that maybe you haven't considered. It's just the way that I, I interact with the world. No wonder you win all the arguments. <laughs> no wonder I always have an argument, right? Uh, 
And, and so suddenly, you know, uh, there's this thing popping up on every one of your Instagrams or your Facebook things or your whatever going, that's not right. Or there's something wrong with what you posted that, that very thing. Okay, fine. Maybe they're causing us to consider the alternative hypothesis, but that is not what's behind that. That is a form of, um, I mean, it's just brainwashing. It is just manipulation. Yes. And it's that, that metronome of everything that you're thinking, everything that you're posting is wrong. And, and and we're going to send you an expert to tell you why, instead of just letting us view whatever YouTube video we want to view, or, you know, whatever interview from a, a, a medical professional or a statistician or a um, virologist or whatever, and make up our own minds. Yes. Because in almost every situation, there are three sides. There's, there's Dan's side, there's my side, and then there's probably what really happened. Right. You know, right. <laughs> so. as long as it wasn't my side, right. <laughs> right. No. It's, and it's interesting because if you look at it, the fact checkers, it's always one-sided. It's like, yes. it's always like an, I don't understand how people can't make that connection. And, and what my goal is for the, the Freedom Town Hall is to not just present my side and my beliefs. I want to present all sides so that people, it's all about informed consent. I want you to hear it all, have all the facts, evidence, and everything that you need in front of you and make your decision accordingly with all of the information, with all of the knowledge, not just what I think and believe, but also what my opponents think and believe. And, and it's, it's, I would love to like, and we're toying with this and I'm, I'm sure we're going to make it happen somehow is bringing in having debates, yes. um, civil debates and, yes. and critical thinking again, like where critical thinking has just gone. Like yes. it, it's oh. something that has just went away with this. And it's, astounding to see like some really smart people um just it's like you you're not even going to question you're just you won't even look at um look deeper into what you're being told look at the numbers look at the data things don't add up to you like like it just it doesn't make sense to me um and it's really sad it's sad to see that so um the goal is to get people out there, get, get this in front of the public so that they can learn about this and see all sides and not just whatever the narrative wants you, you know, to, to believe. Yeah. It's just like your critical thinking thing. Let's take uh, Illinois cause that's where you were from. Mm-hmm. And you know, the gun, probably one of the toughest gun uh, states, uh, gun laws, right? right? And yet they have the highest crime. Chicago has one of the highest crimes mm-hmm. of firearms and they're, the other side is saying, well, that's because they're getting guns from other states. Right. But if so you critically think, states, you know, yeah. having the right. crime rates right. that Illinois, right. there's something else afoot here. So, yeah. But the problem with critical thinking is that the people of our new generation are lazy and that takes work. Yes. You know, it, it's not, it's easier just to, what did CNN tell me today? Yeah. that's what it, that's what it it's what they say it's true and they don't have to think but they uh-huh. get to go and tell their friends oh you know the guns are bad or whatever the cnn is staying that day or trump is a crook or whatever and and they believe it and they they don't have to do anything right, right. like 
it's complacency complacency yes. kills and when I, I always would love it when people would bring up the indiana arguments man because i have on my phone um all of the laws i put it in my notes i copied and pasted from indiana and um i put it in my phone and i would post it and say can you explain to me which one of these laws doesn't already cover what you're what you're complaining about I'm like, it's already there. Look at it. But nobody wants to do that work. It took a long time to go through yes. and do keyword searches for firearms, guns, and everything that I had to do to pull up. And on my tiny little phone, I did this. Yeah. And it that takes time. And no one, not a, not a peep. They have nothing to say. And I'm like, because you know, that's not true. It's mm -hmm. not true. It's not coming from Indiana. They don't need that. Indiana has laws that covers that. And so does Illinois. Illinois has laws about crossing state lines and coming over. And there's things that you have to do if you want to buy a gun in another state and you're from Illinois. And they don't look into it. They just believe whatever the politician is up there saying. And it's just, it's, it's complacency and it, it's, it's like you said, laziness. They're too lazy to check. They just want to believe whatever they're told and hey, that's good enough for me. And then what are they doing to the people that have caused a crime with a firearm? Oh. Uh, what, what are they doing to them? And there's another thing they, they ignore because they <laughs> right? don't really do anything to them. Nope. Slap so on the wrist and send them on their way. Right, so let's make more laws that we're just not gonna do anything about anyway. Right. I was right. having a conversation, oh, we'll call it an argument, I guess, with somebody yesterday. And I said, you know, just take a look at the states that are liberal, liberal controlled states that have strong gun laws and look what's happening to the states. And then look at like Arizona and others. And they, they, they still don't believe it. They still think, no, we're, we're in utopia. Washington and Oregon and California, Illinois are all great you know what, states. Chaz was we, just Chicago the summer has, of love. No, Chicago okay? has a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful area along the bay. Uh, just it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's beautiful, but that people are being shot, right? right. So um, it they just they focus on that instead of what's really going on, and they're ignoring a lot. But anyway, right? Absolutely, refreshing. To yeah. hear stories Absolutely. like yours and what you're doing. So talk to us about this Founders Committee of Correspondence, the Freedom Papers, uh, one of your initiatives. What's that all about? That is a fun one. And we are just the team that the writers that we have on, on this committee, they're amazing. And we, we finalized it. We have that all set and ready to go. And it's it stems from the founding fathers. Um, back when we were still under uh, British rule, they were also experiencing cens censorship and um, they needed a way to get information out to the public. So they created their own committees of correspondence um, to, to tell people, hey, this is what's going on, um, pay attention. And, and we know this is something that we want to do um, that we can't use social media for. So we we kind of went back and forth in our group and we're like, well, because part of uh, what we do also, we do this twice a month where we have in-person meetings where we learn about um, the, the constitution and our true history, not what, what is not taught to us in schools. And um, we learned about uh, this, the committees of correspondence and we're like, we need to do this again because we need to go back to paper. Same thing with like paper ballots. Um, mm -hmm. We need paper again because on, 
you know, big tech and social media, they can censor us there. They can they can kick us off there. I mean, even people who were starting their own websites and having the registrar pull it and everything else, there's there's only so far we can go electronically. But on paper, mm-hmm. we can print it and we can get it out and no one can censor us. Mm-hmm. So the person, the individual has the choice of whether to pick it up and read it or to cro- you know, crush it and throw it away. Leave it to the person to decide. Mm-hmm. So that's why we said we've got to go back to paper. This is the only way that we're going to be able to distribute this information out that we will be censored electronically. Um, so that's what we started doing and bringing in just all different types of constitutional tidbits so people can learn and understand like a lot of did you know type of, you know, uh, information about our constitution, about what's going on in the world, um, information from doctors. Um, we just kind of packaged everything up so nicely and we want to get an issue out every month. And, um, in order to do this, we, we, because none of us, we don't get paid to do this. Um, no one receives a paycheck. This is all volunteer. It's pure grassroots. Like, I mean, we've been putting a lot of our own money into this. And, um, so in order to push this out and get it out in print, we need to find sponsors who are willing to help us get, pay the printing costs just to get them out, just to get it out. Let's distribute it. And we already have, um, I believe uh, one donation coming in where we can at least get a thousand. I'm like, if I can just pass out one, I'll do it. If I have to print one out from my, my printer and do it, if, as long as we reach just one person, I'm, I'm happy. So we're working on that and just trying to find businesses who are interested and, you know, we'll put your, your, uh, the name of your business on, on the, uh, paper on the back. So, you know, you, you can also have exposure that way and just get this out to the public. So again, this all ties into just, uh, getting the knowledge out there and letting people make decisions for themselves. I mean, this isn't just medical freedom wise, but it's also politically, like it's, it's everything we mm-hmm. we're, we're being, you know, there's so much suppression of information that it's, it's unbelievable. And we want to try to keep brainstorming and finding workarounds. And we're like, this would be perfect. It's paper. They can't yeah, stop yeah. us from doing that. So um, that's that we should, I'm, I'm hoping to have uh, our first thousand go out uh, soon. We're, we're waiting for the, that check to come so that we can get it over to the printer and just go and run with it. So, and it looks so cool. I have to send you a copy so that you yes, can see it. Awesome. Please. I love, oh, how I love it. I'm so proud of, uh, of, of these committees and, and what everybody's doing. That's fantastic. Um, so there's this uh, other group that's popped up now because there are there's like new mexico stands up and you know i think idaho stands up there's a couple and now i'm seeing america yeah uh so how do how do those interconnect so that's us um we uh julie she reserved that name i'm not sure when when she did it for the website the domain knowing that um we want this movement to really spread across the country. And we want to create um, a website where a one-stop shop, everyone can go in, find your state, here's your connections, connect with these people, find, get in with these people, help them, help these groups, um, and just make it easy for people to find the information in one spot so that they don't have to really search around. Because 
Um, some like, I think Michigan, I don't know if theirs is Michigan stands up or stand up Michigan, you know, there's different little wording of, of names. And I think a couple other states have it where it's not, you know, state name stands up. So we want to make it easy and just compile all these, these groups on once one place. So just go to America stands up and there you have it, find your state and, and get involved. I love it. What would you say would be the biggest win for, uh, let's just go with the Arizona Stands Up organization? Um, I think just starting with two women, two, no, I mean, nobody's specials. We're not like celebrities or anything. Um, trying to make a difference um, and pulling together the volunteers. I mean, because that's what it's all about is the volunteers. Um, it, even if like we've talked about this before and I've said this before in, in second amendment advocacy in Illinois, where I'm like, if I have to be the only one walking house to house and spreading the information, then it's just me. I don't care. And it, it, the fact that we've accomplished, um, so much and we're growing and not, not so much. It's not about money. And, and because obviously again, none of us are getting paid. Um, do we need money to, to do things? Yes, we do. But it's about, um, the information that we're getting out and that we're growing and that like for me um, learning the constitution and our, the true history of this country that I love and and I've been um, a, a student of Liberty First University which is uh, Christiane Hall she's a constitutional attorney out of uh, uh, Florida and I've been uh, part of that, I think for the past two years, and I have my daughter learning it, um, because it, that's a must. Our kids are our future, and I'm scared what they don't know. And getting that, that for me is the biggest win. Getting, helping people understand our rights and know them, because if you don't know what our rights are, how do you know that they're being trampled on? How do you know how to defend those rights? So it's just education and, and we're doing it, you know, and, you know, we're starting small and I, and, and that's another thing with our town halls is just to bring in people to teach them, Hey, these are our rights. They are natural. They are inherent. They do not come from the government. They right. come from God. They are gifts of God. And for yours, the government is, their only job is to protect them, to secure those rights. That's it. That's yes. it. So getting that, that is my biggest win, is that information getting out to others so that we know how to fight, so that we know how to get out of this mess that we got ourselves into. Because we did this. I was asleep. We all were asleep. Now we're waking up and now we need to figure it out. It took a long time you know, and we all know, you know, with the whole uh, death of a thousand cuts in, in the second amendment world, mm -hmm. well, this has been going on in, with all of our rights and it's, it's time to, to look at them all and, and stay on top of it because while we're sleeping, you know, our, our legislature and everyone else is in the background doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And um, that waking people up, I think that's our biggest win is, is just getting this information out there and, and connecting people with groups, other groups. It doesn't have to be us. I'm not, I, if our group is a, a no name, whatever, I'm fine with that. I just want the information out there. I don't care. It's not about winning. We won. We're the best. We're the saviors of Arizona. It's not about that. It's about get that information out there. Let people know and learn so that we can stand up 
and remind our government, you're not the boss, we are. Mm-hmm. So that that's my my biggest win and what I think that we've we've been accomplishing and, and it's growing. That's amazing. There are so few people that run the government. Just so few compared to what we are as citizens, mm-hmm. and we allow them to step yes. on us like this. Mm-hmm. We we're we're voting for people to tell us what to do. I know it's crazy. It's wrong. And we should be telling them what to do. Right. Yes, well, that's the way it was designed, right? In our in our playbook, in our yep. uh, inheritance that was left to us by our founders that earned mm-hmm. the right to even put pen quill to parchment, so right? So we right. give the government the our rights. We, the government doesn't give us the rights. We give exactly. the government the rights. And right now, we're given the right to step on us. Yes. They are, but initiatives like America Stands Up, Arizona Stands Up, it is helping people not only, you know, to wake up, but those that are already kind of shaken awake by this past year and a half. Okay, I'm awake, but now what? You know, and so you're tapping people in to some of that. Okay, now what can I do? And um, I, I love that. The, the whole story you just said, that whole journey is uh, the power of what one person can do if you right. will just What do. did that man say? What do did he say on that jagged edge? What one man? No, it's uh, the, the movie's called The Edge. It's one of our favorites. And one of the lines is what one man can do, another can do. Uh-huh. What one man can do, another can do. So... <laughs> <laughs> that was Anthony so Hopkins, there, by the way. Anthony yeah. Put that one across our, our website. <laughs> yes, and, and that's my mm-hmm. best Anthony Hopkins um, impersonation. So you're mm-hmm. welcome. You get that <laughs> once. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, tell us about some of the big events you guys have coming up with uh, Arizona Stands Up. Well, uh, we have a big event. Uh, we have our, our, our first town hall, which is June 17th. And of course, I don't have, I, I know it's taking place at... Um, a woman that we met, she, she owns like a, oh gosh, it's like a church building and like event center. And she's letting us use the space for free, which is amazing. And of course I don't have the address in front of me, so I'll have to send that to you. But um, that's our first event. I, I think that it's online on, on our website. I'm not sure if Julie has it up there yet, but um, the big event that we have coming up is uh, our September 11th event, our Freedom in Arizona event, which we are so honored to have you, Cheryl, as one of our uh, speakers. I'm um, honored. Yeah, that's our that's our big one for, for this year. And we're excited about it. And uh, we just, we're hoping to get some good attendance so that we can, again, expose people to knowledge, information, and just uh, have like-minded people as well, all together in one place, and like just have that community feeling. Like that, I think, like we, we miss that so much with everything that's gone on this past year that uh, we were so focused and zeroed in on just getting people together the community we need that you know like zoom and all this this is great but we need that personal interaction as well so um, we're really excited about that and uh we're we're hoping that we have you know a pretty good turnout with that oh i'm so excited that you all put that together and on a very significant date yes 11th and 
you know, then the cherry on top for me is that I, I get a chance to not only attend, but to speak. And it is truly my honor. So thank you so much thank for you. that. So as we start wrapping up, uh, we've mentioned websites a few times, uh, that sort of thing. But you know, let's just focus in and tell folks, you know, how they can follow all of this work and get involved in right. all of this work that you're doing. Well, we have our website, which is our, our main point of contact, and it's azstandsup.org. And um, from there, if you hit the contact us button, it's pretty, it, it's in your face once you go there. Uh, you can get a hold of us and uh, reach out, let us know if you want to volunteer, um, how you want to get involved. Uh, we also have our uh, social media pages. We've got Arizona Stands Up on Facebook on Instagram. I'm not, I think we're on Twitter. I was, I was kicked off of Twitter um, because I stood up for uh, one of my uh, second amendment friends and um, they kicked me off. So um, I'm not, I don't know what that looks like. And I've been too stubborn to create a new account. because I'm like, <laughs> kick me off, you know, so um, <laughs> I don't need you. Right, exactly. And then we have our America stands up dot uh, org, I believe. Let me make sure on that because I'm pretty sure it's America stands up dot org where um, you can find us or anybody um, America. I just want to confirm stands up. Absolutely. Um, yes. So americastandsup.org where you can connect. Um, and because I'm sure there's people from other states that listen in. Um, mm -hmm. Find your state find them, reach out, get involved. And if you don't see your state up there, um, start your own. Yes. Start your own stands up movement because um, that's what we need. We need people to stand up. It is time. Uh, there's no more excuses. There's no more, I'm too busy because look where that got us. Yes. You know, I'm too busy. I have soccer practice or this or that. Well, um, while we were being too busy with soccer practice, they took that away. They said you couldn't go to soccer practice for a year. You couldn't do any of these things for a year. It's like, wow. do we want that to happen again? They wow. took them away once. And if we think they're not going to do it again, sadly mistaken, uh, history always repeats. So, wow, that I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Why? My gosh, while we were too busy with soccer practice, they yep. took soccer practice yep. away. Holy moly. Right. Yeah. The I mean, look what they've done. We wanted to, you know, go on vacation. And then until we couldn't anymore, we couldn't go on vacation. We couldn't leave the country. They were given, you know, like, look at all these things that happened that they took away from us, you know, while we were too busy. And then they took them away. Now you can't do it. Now what? You know, so it's time. It's time to stand up, America. But if you're really good, We'll give it back to you, kinda. Yeah, yeah kinda, sorta. Really Just you need to get the jab, and you need to wear a mask, and you need to stay six feet, and none of this stuff. You know, we can confirm or verify that it actually works, but we mm -hmm. we think it does, so just do it. Right. It's crazy, and we're the conspiracy. We're the crazy ones. I what? know, I know, I know. Oh, it's is upside down. I'm wow, sorry. it is. Everything's but backwards. We are slowly writing it yes. and uh, putting things back in the proper order. Thank you so much for taking this time with us and for being a part of, you know, standing up and encouraging others too. So, uh, Teresa, Catherine, we so appreciate you and we will definitely have you back on again soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and thank you for having me and thank you guys for your support. It means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you, Teresa. We thank will you. talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
I just want to let everybody know that Arizona stands up doesn't mean that you have to get off your couch. If you want to be on your couch, you can still do stuff on your couch, but we need to, we need to do something. Yeah. And the states that don't have a stand-up program, um, it's not too late. Mm -mm. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. So um, fight, stand up and fight. And, and again, right. Cause we're living in this weird upside down world. Cause you, oh, can you just though. say the word fight, right. Oh. Or, or do you have to then qualify what you said? Well, what I mean by say, by, you, you have to use your voice and no stand up and fight. Doesn't mean you have to go out there and fist fight or whatever no. fight is, is to, to oppose. Right. Like, so when we were in high school and I wonder nowadays because everybody's so you know triggered by by verbiage and and everybody's offended by everything and you got to be careful what you say because somebody's going to say you're inciting violence or riots or whatever um you know we used to say this this thing at a football game we'd say go fight win so now do we not have do we have to get rid of the word fight you can't yeah what would you use then? go go play your best go play and win and kind your participation of, no, you don't want to win. award no not win go fight and do do it you can do it right just just but do your just, best yes yeah, just you know and Remember you know who you are make wise yeah, decisions don't, you don't need to win you don't need to no it's all <laughs> don't know win. it's so crazy that everybody every time, that participates gets a blankie i know every time i hear you say the word or even myself i say you know we've got to fight for our rights i instantly you know, remember what happened uh, not that long ago in January of 2021, when uh, President Trump was just saying, you know, we're, we want to, we want to fight for our rights. We want to, I don't even remember what he said, but somehow it was twisted into this pretzel form to make it sound like he incited violence and he must be impeached for the ninth time or whatever. Well, that's one and thing. So I can't now be I get impeached. nervous and I'm like, did we, Okay, I, I got to qualify the word fight. I can't, I can't be impeached. You can't be impeached. That's true. Yeah. But I can tell you this, that we do need to fight. And um, what, what do you mean by fight? I mean, we need to fight. We need to engage. Need to, you know what? First, you need to read your, your constitution. Yeah. All right. That is part of fighting for your rights. And then you need to, you know, hold our representatives who are currently in office to what the constitution says that's what i mean by fighting you tell and the people that then, you vote for yeah that they, they follow this you know if this country was built on this constitution mm -hmm. if you don't like this constitution then go somewhere else because it's like you coming into my house you want to come into my house and visit if you don't like the way i have the house arranged then don't come into my house mm -hmm. same thing with the constitution if you don't like this constitution go somewhere else i mean it seems like because this is our house right and so then as you are helping to support or run yourself, um, helping to support new people that are coming into the, the political sphere, you know, that want to run for office, only support people who have read this, understand it, and support it. And because swear you to know, follow it. right? Every single, every single elected official swears an oath to protect, uphold, and defend this document. And if we had honesty, I think we'd be shocked how many have never- Oh, we would lose, cover. we would lose- Never even Three read quarters 
of the politicians out there. And I'm sorry, there's some good politicians out there. There's some good politicians that probably haven't read this. Well, good politicians but, are called public servants. Right. So you need to, you know, I agree with that. If we did that, half the laws on the books would be gone. Yeah. Because they're unconstitutional. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. But we're we're starting where we start. And we're starting today. Yeah. And we are going to uh, join groups and support groups like Arizona Stands Up and America Stands Up and whatever state you're in stands up. And we are going to educate ourselves. We're going to educate our children. And we are going to hold a standard. We're going to hold a standard. We're not going to just shift with whichever way the wind blows and that feels all emotionally warm and fuzzy. No. Um, but that's anyway. canceled. Canceled. That's canceled. Yeah. yeah. Let's cancel the cancelers. All right. We got to get out of here. Yes. Thank you so much to our amazing guest today, Teresa Catherine. Thank you to our awesome listeners, not just here in Arizona, but all across the nation, all across the world. We value you so much. Uh, we want to hear from you. Please reach out to us on any of the, the major social media networks. There's a, a message tab on, on all of them. I do keep up with those. We do read those. We want to hear from you. You could also email us at email us at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. Um, so do we hear what you're thinking, uh, hear what your needs are. Maybe, maybe you love the show, but you wish we did more of or less of something. We'd love to hear that. All right. Well, um, until next time, what are we going to do? Now's the time to say goodbye to all our company. You know what? I bet that's trademark. Don't sing anymore because they will cancel our show because we don't have the rights to that. I can't say goodbye to people, all not of our company. No, not that way. We have to just ask people to pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, the people who are in positions all of, them? of leadership, all of them, Dan. Every single, even that one that you don't like. Especially that one you don't like. Okay. to each other. Have a great week. May God bless. God bless.